All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. All right, only a few minutes away from first pitch, so I'm pretty sure I know we've zoned out by now, but don't forget sportsgrindonline.com. Um, Astros about to get it ready, going pop it with the twins. Crazy atmosphere in Minnesota, man. They've been starving for this for a while. Nice fun fact, though. I think the I think the Astros, I think they're like in postseason the last few, they're like 5-0 and o or something like that, 4-0 coming off losses. So uh, keep that in mind. But we'll see how it goes. And Rangers going with Evaldi on the line on the mound tonight. I like them to finish it off. I think they're going to finish it off. And I, and I really thought Baltimore, you know, I didn't anticipate Rangers to take two games in, in Baltimore. But coming back with Evaldi on the mound, I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk, but I think they probably get it, get it done. But back to them boys before we move on. So the third comment that has come out from Dallas since they got their ass whooped by the 49ers is from Dan Quinn, which this one I don't really have a problem with um, because all he really said is that we can't let this 49ers loss beat us twice. And what that means, and trust me, that is the even as professionals and even professional players that are getting paid six-figure and seven-figure money to play this game, they're still human and they still have a brain and they still have things that affect us all. And that's feelings and that's human nature where it's like, hey, I'm really feeling down on myself or today. I don't feel like going to work today. Oh, it's Friday. I'm ready to go. They go roller coaster. So one of the hardest things to do in the even in the National Football League is to not allow one loss, especially a beatdown like that, to parlay to another one. Especially if you have a talent. Sometimes you just don't have the talent. You can't help it. But for the most part, for good teams, for playoff bound teams, which Dallas Cowboys are supposed to be a playoff bound team. That's one of the hardest things to do. And some coaches make it look easier than others is not to let a loss snowball into another one. Now, one of the best guys I've seen at that college or pro, and that's probably Nick Saban. Now, they haven't suffered too many beatdowns, but they've suffered losses uh, in the season, and there's high expectations. We know in Crimson Tide country, they can just find a way to keep it moving and not let that affect. But you're talking about a guy that brings in sports psychiatrists, former athletes that are, you know, iconic sports figures to come speak to the team. Not a lot of people are taking that approach. But I do see where Dan Quinn's talk about we can't afford this 42-10 beatdown to go and turn into where we're losing twice. And what he means by that is the mental part of it. Like if they, you know, they had a swag about them coming into the 49ers game. They lost it a little bit in the desert, but I think that was more of them looking a little bit of pass and not respecting their opponent. But uh, if you push that game to the side, coming into this 49er game, they had a certain swag with them. And, and that's where he's trying to kind of get that back to make sure they don't let this 42-10 beatdown parlay into that. 877-37-GRIND. All right, keeping it moving. We've got some uh, big injuries today that's come out. One big one in the NFL. Uh, Justin Jefferson is going to be put on IR by the Minnesota Vikings. That means that he's going to miss at least four games. And this is doing uh, this is stemming from a hamstring injury, which it seems like there's a lot of these tissue injuries in the NFL. That's just where we're at. Uh, but, you know, a guy that's pretty much, you know, looking at a contract here pretty soon. Um, that's a different type of separate story. But you want to kind of – they've already said they're going to handle him with gloves. Now, 
before we get to the other injury updates around the league, just sticking to this one, there's a lot of things circling around this. First of all, you're dealing with a team that's one in four on the season. That's number one. That pretty much was a playoff team. Won 10, 11 games by three points, decided by three points or less. Uh, you know, explosive offense. This is all the stuff that was about Minnesota last year, even though I knew their defense was really the flawed. And definitely after they lost three starters in the offseason during the trade, releasing or whatever for cap reasons, they were going to be a little bit more challenged as well. So the interesting thing is now you add Justin Jefferson's injury to this. On top of a one in four record, now all of a sudden these Kirk Cousins discussions are starting to surface again. As we get close to Halloween, the trade deadline, trick or treat, we're going to find out who's leaving, who's going. Now, to me, I don't see really any value. I don't know if that's the right word. I can't say any value. Let me say it this way. It doesn't make any sense to me to trade Kirk Cousins during the season. First of all, who's doing that? I mean, you mean to tell me, Kurt, first of all, you would have to trade him to somebody that has a similar type of offense that he's ran before or understand if you're trading for him to make an impact this season. Okay, because the quarter, you can trade a running back, you can trade a pass rusher, you can trade a receiver, you know, a lineman, a tackle, a quarterback midway. Now, if it's for the future, okay. that's why I've never really understood this talk so much even before the last few weeks, but heating up now, because if you look at this injury, you assuming that there's some more losses on the horizon, especially without their number one receiver and their best offensive player. What do you got? Well, the one team that really kind of makes sense um, is again, another well offensively loaded team who lost their quarterback in week one. And the conversation about would the Jets trade for Kirk Cousins right in in the immediacy after Aaron Rodgers um, tore his Achilles. Now, Aaron Rodgers is saying, you know, you're supposed to be around in a a walking boot for five weeks or whatever. And I, I was in shoes 13 days later. So if you're thinking that Aaron Rodgers might come back this year, you really need somebody in there just to steady things. Until that potential option comes. You don't need Kirk Cousins to win the Super Bowl. You may not need Kirk Cousins to win a playoff game. You just need Kirk Cousins. Again, if this is Aaron Rodgers talking Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets believe in Aaron Rodgers. If you just need somebody to help get you to Aaron Rodgers. And then make a playoff push with him. Kirk Cousins might be your guy. Still, does not disagree with that because if you if you trade first of all, I think they would have done it already by now. They're rolling with Zach, which made sense for me. If you trade for trade uh, Kirk Cousins, you're giving up on Aaron Rodgers for next year. You're you're punting on no, the Aaron Rodgers. Kirk Cousins is a, on a, he's on a one year deal right now with Minnesota, so he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So you don't even have to worry about carrying a contract in the future. This but you're is, willing to give. But Jonah, I I hear you. But you're willing to give up assets knowing that you're going to rent this dude for what 10, 10, 11 weeks. What what assets do you have? I mean, you're looking at you're going to end up preserving your pick from being a first rounder to it's going to be a second rounder because of how much time Aaron Rodgers is going to miss this year. Remember that goes back to the whole contract situation. So you're looking at it's not going to be a first rounder; it's going to be a second rounder. So you're holding on to your first rounder. 
If you really feel like Aaron Rodgers, your ticket to a Super Bowl this year or next, because he's on a two-year deal, they did the restructuring, then and, and you just want to kind of get see what you can do this year if you believe he's going to come back. And you might even say, hell, maybe Kirk Cousins can take you all the way, and then you come back and you just have Aaron Rodgers next year. But if you're talking about maybe a first-round pick to go ahead and get Kirk Cousins at the trade deadline, I don't think that's going to be the price. I think you might be able to get him for a third and fourth or whatever like that. Because no way. You no, know, you think it's going to be a first? No, it won't be a first, but at least going to be a two. Well, you're not going to sit you there. You don't have your. Two. I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it got a first, but I don't think it'll be. If I'm a- the Jets and and I'm in this situation, and you feel like you're there because this is also Salah's job is on the line, right? So if well, you, I don't know about if, that if either. You, if ahead. you feel like. You can really do something again. You just got to get to Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, first round pick. Get it done. Look, first you, you've of all, got weapons. He's 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 no. shown that he, he's shown that he can handle multiple systems going back from his time in Washington, mm-hmm. and then he's had what three or four offensive coordinators in his time in Minnesota. Uh, I'd get it done. No, I mean, because first of all, let's clear one thing up. Aaron Rodgers ain't coming back this year, man. I don't care what Aaron says on the Pat McAfee show. I don't, Aaron is 40-some years old in Achilles. I think the quickest time we've seen somebody come back from Achilles, I forgot my man's name, is running, I don't know, but he's like 26 years old. 20, Aaron is not coming back this year, okay? there was. It's funny how we went, not you, Jonas, but it's funny how we went to wondering if Aaron's ever going to play football again. And because now he's put it out there, I'm rehabbing more than the normal. And I've got my own and a power of mind. Man, uh, Father Time's undefeated. Your ass ain't coming back from Achilles. And why would you want to? And why would the Jets want to for one run? And especially this year, it'll be next year. So with that said, no, I'm not giving up assets in regards to an offense that Kurt might not be familiar to to run and knowing that the plan is that if Aaron Rodgers is telling us or telling them behind closed doors, I'm not coming back, guys. Not this year. Next year, I'm going to retire. We're going to keep it quiet. We're not going to announce nothing until the season's over. And they've got that intel. Then go ahead and trade for Kurt Cousins. But I feel like if that's the case, John, they would have traded for Kurt Cousins two weeks ago. If, if they were, if this was in the cards, Zach Wilson has gotten a little bit better each game. He's gotten a little bit better, and I feel like this is just a rough hand you've been dealt, man. You got to ride it out. You went all in. He blew his Achilles three plays in. It is what it is. You just got to go ahead and ride out. Bring it. Giving up any even. No, I don't think anybody's probably going to give up a first rounder for Kurt. But I don't also think you can just get him for a fifth round, sixth round pick. It's going to be somewhere in the second and third and you say they don't have a second. I, I don't that does not make sense for the Jets. I don't it don't really make sense for anybody any of the contenders as well. And I know we've gotten in this era in the NFL where normally, you know, look, 6 7 years ago, I would say even 8 years ago, nobody could tell you when the trade deadline was in the National Football League. Because we've got a new flux of GMs and, you know, there's been some trades that have proven to pay dividends. And basically, since what you saw last year with Christian McCaffrey, when the Carolina Panthers just gift wrapped him to the 49ers, you're going to see more GMs that are contending to like, hey, man, is there a piece out there? Is there a piece? Oh, it might be. There's a fire sale going to go on Friday morning in Colorado. Be ready. Get the phones ready. But... I don't even see a contending team like the fact of trading quarterbacks in midseason. That is something that I don't think is ever going to catch on here in the NFL. Receivers, yes. Running backs, yes. Passers, quarterbacks, no, no. I think again, when you say, "Well, why didn't they the Jets do this two weeks ago?" Because Kirk Cousins wasn't available two weeks ago. 
Justin Jefferson was healthy. Okay, the, yeah, go the, ahead. the Vikings weren't sitting there, what, one in four right now through five weeks? They weren't sitting there like that, especially having just lost control of the division because the Lions are sitting there at four and one on top of everybody else. So I feel like he just wasn't even an option at that point. I, another tie, just to maybe somebody, another ear or, or another another person whispering up in the Jets' front office could be Dalvin Cook. He's got some familiarity there, too, about what Kirk Cousins likes to do. He might be able to communicate that point. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if I'm the Jets and I'm looking and I, and I see that Justin Jefferson might be done for the year, Minnesota might feel like uh, be, just for the fact that they might just preserve him for, for moving forward. I'm not saying that his injury will take him out. The team would take, could, could take him out for the year. That's the reason why Faith has had you to be a radio producer and not a GM in the NFL. Jonas, I don't – I mean, look, first of all, let's clarify this. These rumors were out here before the Justin Jefferson injury. Like Kirk Cousins' name has been floated out. Yeah, so from like the I trade. said, they came. They came out right after Aaron Rodgers went down. Mm. That was one of the names of okay. Well, if it's not Colin Kaepernick, and if we're not bringing Cam Newton in for five point five million dollars, and we're not going to bring Matt Ryan in out of the CBS booth, maybe we can get Kirk Cousins. And I just feel like Kirk Cousins is not that type of needle mover to me to even give up any assets for. Like it's not a for sure. Thing we could still end up giving some assets, even if it's a third rounder, a future second rounder in 2026, where we could end up giving that up and we still gonna be on the outside looking in in the playoffs. Now, if the Jets played in the NFC, okay, they play in the AFC. I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those situations where, um, I think they would have done it. And I just feel like the only way that I will meet you even halfway on this or agree with you, if Aaron Rodgers told them I'm not coming back, not this year, because I know he ain't coming back this year. I'm talking about if I'm done, I'm not playing anymore. Then you can, then it's, then that move with Kirk Cousins ain't really even about this year, 2023. Then it makes sense because that move is about Kirk Cousins for the next couple of years until we maybe get an opportunity to find our guy in the draft again. Since Zach is not maybe that guy, then that makes sense. But if Aaron Rodgers ain't told him he's retiring, no. 877-37 grind. All right, speaking of injuries, Jonas, I know we had um, a Chan running back uh, from Miami. That I know about that one because that one stung. Man, I just now picked that guy up a couple weeks ago. I'm in a league. You've got like a $100 budget, and you got to go ahead and do a blind bid on the waiver wire. And I basically just blew just a stack on him. I said, man, I'll take it 64 because I know what I saw. What I saw in Denver, I knew it just a sorry-ass defense, but I knew that this brother had some wheels. And what do you know? He's got an injury. And I'm hearing, what, a couple weeks on him? Maybe two weeks? Yeah, you're looking at some some time missed there for A-Chan. A-Chan. Um, you know, which, which just sucks. But at the same time, I mean, working in the favor for the Dolphins, Jeff Wilson set to return from IR. Yeah. You know, so, okay, Speed. we'll go ahead and slide our other uh, running back right into place. Uh. Um, looking at let's get right into Thursday. Okay. okay? Uh, Javante Williams. Uh, this is from uh, the Four Letter Network. Javante Williams questionable, limited participant uh, yesterday in practice with his quad injury. Uh, and then on the other side, Travis Kelsey talked about it yesterday too. Uh, his ankle. He was non a non participant yesterday. I'm hearing he's probably going to play. Travis, he's questionable. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, I wouldn't. I, and again, I would. This is similar to Week One against Detroit. 
They'll have him as questionable, and I know I've already laid up my rules about questionable. I think questionable is most likely playing. Probable is going to play. Doubtful is out. Most likely not, and out is out. But I think even if they can leave him as questionable all the way, and the only reason I think they're leaving him as questionable is, is to make Denver try to prepare whether he's going to be there or not. But I think this is similar to the situation we had in Kansas City and Detroit and that particular game opening well, where they left him questioned. We didn't know, and then you know what? He couldn't go. There is no reason to have to bring Travis Kelsey back for Thursday against this particular Denver Bronco team that you have already beat 15 uh, 15 straight games. It's in Arrowhead, and you're going to play this team again in another two weeks in Denver. They should be able they they should be able to beat this Denver team with Vance Joseph with a headset on his head still calling the defensive plays. They don't need Travis Kelsey. And on the cool, man, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, and I know they had to get out of Minnesota there with a W. But I will tell you through four weeks, I will tell you this is the by far this is the best Kansas City defensive team that Andy Reid's had since he's been there. I'm just going to put that out there as well, too. They, they get overshadowed because of Patrick and the whole thing and Taylor Swift. But but at the end of the day, this is a good defensive team that Andy Reid has. You'll listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spinning the One and Twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix, made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pinland Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pinland Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling 
profiled in glacier-fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pillin Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and a rich, complex flavor. Pillin Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and its official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour. And it's an official whiskey of the Sports Grind and official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 877-37-GRIND. All right, before I get to uh, Shelby's uh, question on Facebook Live, we want to continue with the rest of the injury. We had some more injuries updates in the NFL besides those two. Yeah, there's a couple other key ones to watch. Uh, of course, we know Colts and Jackson, uh, Jaguars are playing this weekend. Anthony Richardson, we know he's out. But on the other side, Zay Jones got the questionable tag with a knee. He had his uh, getting an MRI, got an MRI yesterday. I don't mm. have those results, but we know right. that that's what he's watching there. Um, Tank Dell, wide receiver uh, for the Texans. You know they're coming off. Yeah. their their run got interrupted. Uh, so the the speedy receiver out of Houston, um, he's officially in concussion protocol. Okay. Uh, and remember too, that's the guy that CJ that, that by all reports. C.J. Stroud told the team to go up and get him hmm. uh, in the third round to move up and grab him. And a very interesting. Uh, James Conner uh, expected to miss a bit of, a bit of time too. Uh, we got that report yesterday. He's dealing with a knee injury, so you're starting running back out there. That's going to interrupt things uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. But a very interesting injury designation that we have is a. Deshaun Watson is day to day. I was going to see if you had it because I was going to. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. I have it on the dock, but go ahead. It's still a thing where it's nothing about you know. It, Cleveland media is having a field day right now because they don't know what's going on. Um, the structure and integrity of his shoulder, everything is supposed to be fine, but he just personally is day to day on that. Uh, we don't have any update. Uh, the Browns the other week did sign PJ Walker. You'll remember he spent some time last year. Uh, with the Carolina Panthers. I missed that one. When did they on sign stretch? out? Uh, September 30th. It flew under my radar, too. Uh, it was They picked him up on the practice squad when they had to go ahead and get ready to put uh, DTR there into the starting spot. So they went and grabbed him as a backup. So uh, now they're looking at him as a potential because it went so bad for DTR uh, in his start against the Ravens before the bye week. Uh, now you've, they're coming off the bye, so either the rookie got more comfortable, or you feel like a veteran PJ Walker, who again has spent time in other systems, he's shown an ability to pick up a playbook. Uh, maybe you see him out there. Uh, first of all, like I said, I know we it's we kind of I know we kind of had that disagreement in regards to the system offensive mindset with Deshaun Watson with Chubb there, but I kind of agree with you in regards to that DTR. That was just a bad game plan maybe that day in regards to. So, I, I mean, if there's anybody in that region in Cleveland that's given up on this kid DTR because it's one game, um, that's crazy. I think that would probably be one you probably should have, you know, controlled in a little bit more with your running backs, that one. But on this Deshaun Watson thing, um, we don't have another – this ain't smelling like another Uncle Dennis Kawhi situation, is it, with Cleveland? I mean, kind of. When it, when it, and let me let me clarify when I say that. And the only reason why that came to my mind when I say this is when you're saying because I heard this and I I didn't have it on the docket, but this is like this is borderline. Y'all haven't come out and said this yet in Cleveland, but this is borderline. Like, look, we've cleared him to play. The show looks fine to us, but he says he's not ready. So I don't mean Kawhi's situation that Deshaun's about to ask to be out of Cleveland, but 
And again, I go by one of those, and I'm not going to change the tune just because it's Deshaun, but I'm going to have the same, the, the, the just to rehash that thing with Kawhi. I always said that, you know, it is, it, it the fans might not like it, teams might not like it, but the truth of it is, even in everyday life, nobody knows your body like you do. If you just get up in the morning, I don't care if you're not an athlete or not, if you're an athlete or not, if you just get up in the body, something feels different. But you go to the doctor, well, we took scan that. Well, I still feel different, doc. You know your body. So I'm not going to go there and kill him yet, but this is very this is very interesting. And the only thing that makes it interesting because he was a late scratch before that game. Like 30 minutes before kickoff. Um, and he had practiced. He didn't practice at all yesterday. Um, I don't have a report on today. Uh, the four-letter network's injury report that I'm going off of here to confirm everything there. Um when you look at the situation as to what it is that they're dealing with, I know it, I know that a lot of people were saying it, you know, rather in jest after watching the beatdown that the Niners laid on the Cowboys, but but it was you know Browns fans were having fun on Twitter saying uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, seeing what they did to the Cowboys is just like nope. I'm going to miss another week because well, if you look at it, it's, it's not favorable, especially when you have a rookie right tackle. Your left tackle has been a liability. You've lost your running, you know, in a sense, you've lost a good, a, the biggest piece of your running game. And then your schedule moving forward, you get past the Niners. And so you, you lay out the sacrificial lamb, whether it be PJ Walker or, or Dor- Dorian Thompson Robinson. But then you get to come back against the Colts and the Seahawks and the Cardinals. And before you get ready for the Ravens, Steelers and Broncos. So it could just be like, give me well, one more week to get right. Well, I will tell you, if that's the case, uh, and I'm not going to put that in the grassy knoll theory because that makes sense, but I guarantee you that that's, that's, from the, that's the Browns. First of all, I can see that being the case, but I don't think that's Deshaun. That's the Browns. Saying like, if, if, if you're lying out that we've got this tough tackle missing or this or whatever, and Deshaun was dealing with someone's shoulder, but he's okay, why would you go throw him out there against the San Fran? So, but at the end of the day, you're not going to let Deshaun Watson come out and say, because he'll get killed for it. If he comes out with 250 or whatever he's got guaranteed, and he's sitting there, well, I'm starting to. So to protect him, it's like, hey, you know, and keep in mind, that injury report, man, from all teams, it is kicked up a notch with gambling and everything going. They, you will get heavy fine if you fudge a injury report. So sometimes you got to put something on there that technically means like, hey, we, I don't know what we call it. I mean, we ain't going to say he's out. We, we're just questionable. He's, still, he's just not going to play. So if that is the case, I think the Browns nation that's trolling him about that, I think that they need to just look at it. If that's the case, that's from the front office, man. That ain't from Deshaun. And to be honest with you, it kind of makes sense. Why would you bring him back against a defense if you don't have your whole offensive line intact? It's just a tough message again to sell when you've got your $260 million quarterback and you can't bring him out. He's not available against the creme de la creme of the NFL. Um, in other news, too, Saquon Barkley, uh, you know, he's still yet to be determined. Daniel Jones dealing with a neck injury, uh, but they're optimistic that he's going to be available. Um It just looks bad in New York. Maybe you could roll out to Rod Taylor again just to protect your quarterback. Uh, if Daniel Jones is your option moving forward. And they steady. Dable continues to run him around, like design runs. I don't get that, man. The guy is not that damn mobile, man, or fast. That's just my opinion. Uh, you know, yes, he can pick up some first downs. Um, that's just a hot mess with the Giants right now. Um, there's quite a few organizations and teams that are hot messes. But 
back to your Deshaun thing message, I will sit there and say this. That's like me going to my neighbor. Hey, Tom, man, every time it rains and storms, why do you bring that Ferrari in? Why do you put it in a garage? I don't know to protect it. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but at the end of the day, man, that's two hundred guarantee. You gonna have, this is a violent sport. You got to protect it. Can't sacrifice it for one year run. I mean, that's just my philosophy. I mean, this ain't. I don't think Deshaun's taking load management. I mean, this ain't the NBA. I don't think anybody in the NFL takes load management. I hope they don't start copying on that. Everything else they try every once in a while. But, no, we'll see how it goes. That is a mysterious one. But if you land those opponents coming up after that, we'll see. That line's San Fran minus five last time I checked. It's a funky number. but And that's in Cleveland, right? And the other thing is that they're um, – yeah, that's, when it's, that's in Cleveland. Because the other reason why looking at that game, too, depending on that going, because I think they're expecting some weather. And Cleveland, you know, we're getting to the point where you're going to start having a weather affect some of these teams uh, that are coming in, especially, you know, the big one that everybody will circle around will be Miami. How will the weather affect this fast team when climate starts to change? I think they're built for it. The concern about Miami is can Vic Vangio get this defense to play better? That's really what it comes down to. Um, you know, they're high-flying, putting on a lot of points, this and this, boom, boom. But the defense is kind of like, you know, and I got a lot of respect to Vic, I mean, to Vic for Vic, but the defense, and I'm going to kind of give him a pass until I want to see them when Jalen Ramsey comes back. Now, I don't know when he's due to come back, but he was a big part going to be on this defense. But that's kind of the concern more than the weather changing. Can Miami adapt if they go? Because at this pace, they might end up, it might end up going through that hot-ass humidity in Miami. You know, you know, while we joking around, eight seven seven three seven grind. All right, keeping it moving. We've got uh, Shelby checking in uh, on her question. Says Sean Payton is a on Facebook Live. Sean Payton is a throwback coach. He seems a lot against the schemes and stunts that other coordinators are using against the Broncos. Russ looks like he had enough just by his body language walking up the field. Um, well, Shelby, um, the only way that I can insinuate that post on Facebook is the fact that you're trying to say that the game has passed Sean by and he can't adapt to this new way and nothing could be further from the truth. Um, I think Sean is still hip in regard. I mean, taking a year off of football and going to work for Fox, he was able to really look at things from like the high bird seat. After being in the grind on the grind for damn near thirty some years in football, whatever he's been in the National Football League from a coordinator to head coach, um, he has a son. I think his son, if I'm not mistaken, or his um, nephew, one of the two, uh, goes to TCU or attended TCU. I've seen him around the college game, meaning Sean is very adept to how the game has changed or whatever. That's not the case. And the whole thing with Russ, that, you know, Sean, I didn't get to hear all of him yesterday, but he did downplay and just said, hey, I, you know, I was telling the hot read was there. He goes, I, you know, I don't think I was as animated as was, but it's nothing there. Um, look, when you are a coach of his stat- status and you are coaching a team that's one in four, a lot of people that are just going by scoreboard watching or record standing watching would have a lot of criticism. Say, I don't know this and this without really looking in the guts of the problem and what's going on. Um, like I said, I did not have them on the docket today. Uh, it's, it's time to talk about them when it's time to talk about them. I, I, there's nothing more I can say about the situation. Um, they have suffered a lot of injuries to start the season, and their depth is not good. And what we're finding out, a lot of guys that are reliable to be starters 
are not that good. So you brought this guy in to do a job and it, and a lot of focus was on, can he fix Russ? Can he fix Russ? Is this the guy that's going to fix Russ? Because you gave him $40 million, You traded two first round. And what got lost in the shuffle is that the Denver Broncos needed a lot of work. And I think that, that he has Russ stable. Now it turns to what do I really like? Who's going to be with me next year? And, and, and keep in mind, part of me, that's the reason why I bought into the fire sale after Thursday is because it's like not that I feel that some of these guys that are being mentioned that are not good football players, but they've just been part of losing with that organization. And you've got to, you know, it's a like prime example. And we can move on from this, but prime example, Sean, I'm pretty sure he was brought up the question about Kansas City, 15 straight or whatever. And his reply is kind of, well, you know, we can worry about us. We, we're we not talking about that other 15 because, you know, that was them, whatever. Technically, he can say that, but that's not true. A lot of these guys here are on this roster still that's never beat Kansas City. That's lost to them six to eight. So my point is, when you get to clean house and you got to bring in a different mindset, which I think that had a lot to do with Randy Gregory getting out of there, but you got to bring in a positive mindset and just a new, fresh start and get guys in. So when you say that, it can truly be, hey, this is the new guys and not there. And was the season supposed to be like this? No, it wasn't. But that's the reality where they're at right now. And why do you want to keep banging your head in instead of pulling the Band-Aid off? Because, again, that guy that is responsible for every trophy in the trophy case on the field and in the front office brainwashed everybody in Colorado for years, to the media, to the fans, and even myself. And I ain't even been to Colorado. Even brainwashed me, we don't rebuild here. We don't rebuild. This should have took place the year after Peyton Manning retired. But John can stomach that. Because he's a competitor. I get it. But the reality of it is, it should have been done then. What just sucks is you're going to have to go and do this now when you've already had six years of Suckville in no man's land. Tell you, man, the same thing I preached for years about the team on East Houston Street and the silver and the black is the same situation that Denver's in and been in for the last six years. I can bring that, explain that segment on Shelby. But anyway, that's my take. We'll get into it more. But yeah, the fire sale's getting ready, man. I'm already to start to go to sale come Friday. And they better not screw this up either. Because I'm like, damn, y'all ain't going to be able to tank right. Don't screw around and get no damn wins against really team. Like, I don't want them just to be awful, but it's like, can you even do this right? Get out of no man's land. What do you got? When you mentioned the fire sale yesterday, I did have a question that we didn't get to. Um, what are you willing to like? Are you willing to do our best offer? Like, if this is a if this is a yard sale, right? You put things out there. It's been sitting there for a day. We've now set. In a sense, the pieces have sat out there for about five weeks. Right. You have to you have to clean up the yard at some point and say, okay, sale over. What what is if you can only get a third for like a Jerry Judy? Do you move him, or and, and so you can move on from him, or do you take that third to give Sean assets? in the cupboard to work with. Same with like a Cortland Sutton. If you can't get a first for him. Not getting a first either uh, one or, or best offer comes in at a, at a fourth, fifth round pick. 
or, or two fourths over the next couple of years. Are you willing to take or best offers on these uh, because you just need to move on? Yeah. I, I, first of all, they're not getting the first round for Judy or Cortland. You're not getting the number one. Um, they would be lucky. I would do cartwheels if they got a two for either one of those guys. So really, you're going to look if, and this is going to be part of I know Judy had some bad film that turned up Sunday. Didn't run back to help Russ. I mean, Judy's Again, that's family, roll tide. Judy, you know, he's going at it. Former Bronco players over the years, Shannon. I mean, he's sitting there going in exchange with Rod Smith. It's just one of those things that it's time for. I just feel like the way this season's going, it ain't his fault why they're one and four. It's not really too much of the offense's fault why they're one and four, except some turnovers here and there. It's more about this defense that just eroded overnight. And it's just bad because I, I don't think that they believe in what Vance Joseph is calling. The period. It, it, you don't need to be Albert Einstein to break this. I can look at by They don't believe the plays that are called in in the situation. So with that said, yes, Jonas, to answer your question, um, be prepared. You're talking about a third or fourth round pick for either one of those guys. And, and I'm okay. taking it. Yeah. yeah. This team has been ripped for the last couple of years with no picks because of the the Russell Wilson and the and the Sean Payton thing. And like I said, yes, this is what's going to cost George's job, Jorge Payton, because the fact of it is, it's not what you gave up for us. It's the fact that you misjudged this roster to give up what you did for us. We they, they wasn't a quarterback away, and a lot of people in that region, including myself, I've I've I've, I've bought into that over the years. But when it hits you in the face. It smacks you up cross like that. I can't be delusional. I'm a professional first. And that's why I can't stand some of Cowboy fans because at the end of the day, man, look, we can all be passionate. But sometimes it just comes down to what are you seeing? And what I'm seeing, like, do you understand how hard it is to get seven yards of carry against a defense in the NFL? That is not you. Can, that's hard to do in Madden on all Madden. You can, you know, you got rookie level pro all Madden. seven to eight yards of carry. Shocking. Bryce, Brees Hall, first long run post-surgery. Who did he have it on? Vance Joseph in this defense. He had one last year when they came to, to, to the Jets. I mean, to Denver and played them. But it's, it's bad. It's bad. And like I said yesterday moving forward, if Vance Joseph is still the defensive coordinator next, next week after what happens on Thursday, then I will tell you they both know that Sean knows we knew going in that this roster, we were going to have to only coach them what they could do. And we just got to get through it. But, yeah, best offer. I ain't giving away for no sixth, seventh round. But a third or fourth one, hell, yeah, you just stack those up because you might have to be moving up to go get that guy out of North Carolina or USC. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spin the One and Twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. 
Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers' steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.